Jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> Welcome. You are listening to Ladies Who Genre, a podcast book club for ladies and not ladies who like the genre now and then. I'm your host, Morgan. And I'm your other host, Noelle. So this is not going to be a spoiler-free podcast, but it doesn't matter because we're dropping it, surprise, as a Christmas bonus holiday special. So obviously no one would have specifically gone out of their way to read this ahead of time. And I don't suggest you do. (laughs) Well, you know, we'll we'll get into it. It'll be great. Uh, Trigger warnings? Yeah, this book is full of porn. This book is just straight porn. So, I, I mean, I expected a romance novel. There's very little romance in this book. <laughs> it's just straight up sex and also a misuse of a certain sex term, which we will also get into. I think you'll get into that. Yeah. Oh, wait, that didn't bother you? Uh, not as much as you. Okay. Anyways, okay, anyways. The specific book we're talking about is It's a Vampire Christmas by Leah Davis. Do you think her name is Leah or Lia? Oh, I Leah? I assumed Leah. L- yeah, L-I-A. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say hard stance, Leah. Unless okay. she unless she writes me to correct me. Okay, Leah, if you if you hear this, Laya, if you hear this, please go ahead and send snail mail to Morgan Donner at P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have decided to pair with today's book question mark fresh ginger tea that I prepared a few minutes ago because I want something you know hot and steamy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking water. <laughs> That's how I feel about oh, this you're book. you're boring. Uh, yeah, although, you know, Morgan was like, ooh, water-based lube. And I'm like... <laughs> I, you have no proof I made that joke. I Zero. do. Actually, I was recording. No, I wasn't recording. You were not recording. I was not recording anywhere. <laughs> so what are you doing this holiday season, Morgan? Um, staying at home like everybody else is slash yeah. should be, I'd imagine. Uh, next weekend, I'm going for a drive through vasona park and they have a giant light spectacular you're not even allowed to drive through with your windows down you have to keep them up which i'm just like what if they get steamy but yeah so it's a giant park that they put these giant lights things up these displays so i'm going to drive through that to feel a little more festive and then also there's a bunch of neighborhoods it seems like in my streets or like near my house there are a lot more christmas lights this year than there normally are i think people are getting like stir crazy and need something to do and so they are getting in the holiday spirit so i think that's a thing that's gonna happen we're gonna go on a light parade that'll be fun i actually think i might be doing something similar we have zoo lights here every year Ooh, uh-huh. and uh, so it's not a car thing it is a walking thing but i mm. guarantee you based on like my past experiences at the zoo they're probably going to set up a like one direction only follow the mm. big windy mm-hmm. path and like everybody has to be masked and stay apart and probably they'll have limited attendance like how many people are allowed to be there i'm just i'm thinking through what i bet you they're gonna require so i know that six flags magic mountain in la is actually doing a drive-through extravaganza through their park They've decorated everything up and they figured out how to open it up and let people drive through the park in super slow motion and check out the lights. And it is weird to be able to drive through a theme park, but I mean, they do it all the time. You never do that. (laughs) Right. So that seems actually like somewhat exciting. If I lived anywhere within range of being able to do that, I would totally do that. I wonder if our Six Flags, because we have one. No, it's not Six Flags anymore. We have a thing. We have a thing called Great America. Nosbury Farms also mm-hmm. down in Southern California. We have a thing called Great America here. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're in California, and it's all one state. All, well, um, it's all one state, but it's all one like place to me. 
Uh-huh. So my yeah. apologies. You live near all the things. Okay, that's cool. It's actually like 24 hours to drive from the top nope. to the bottom. It, but it is. You okay. can't prove it to me. I drove through your state in like four hours. It was amazing. I was like, oh, you have a cute little state. Look at it. It's so adorable. I can't even drive to the other side width-wise of my state in that amount of time. Alrighty, shall we dive into it? Dive into it. What's our, our opening line, madame? I found it. Alistair glanced up from his computer as Gideon, his best friend and lover, burst through the mahogany double doors of the study, tablet in hand, and a brilliant smile on his handsome face. I feel like you needed to put more emphasis on his best friend and lover. Okay, well, I could do it like the robot reader that we had. (laughs) I found it. Alistair glanced up from his computer as Gideon, his best friend and lover. It was like, it was like listening to robot Christopher Walken talk. Wait, you aren't into that? No, no. It was like, you know, you know, when like, did you call it Reddit voice? Someone called it Reddit voice. Like there's always this robot that reads like Reddit articles like on YouTube. And it's like, and then Robin Williams said, hey, I like being in this movie. (laughs) So yeah, the the reader, man. Okay. Anyway, I, I will say, and lover for you. Oh, thank you. Much appreciated. Getting on into the the story, which is, I mean, I do appreciate that despite it, yes, very much being a literal porn smut book, there's a little bit of a plot. There's a thing. It's like a vivid entertainment porn movie plot, though. It is just- I'll take it. It's not a plot. And also, it's supposed to be a Christmas book. Well, the title says that it happens at Christmas, and it does. It says a very vampire Christmas. That implies that there's like a Christmas situation happening. All they did was go look for a tree. And they didn't, you don't even go with them to look for the tree. You just know that they got a tree and then they went ornament shopping. They got two trees, actually. Okay, but I'm just saying there's no <laughs> there's no Christmas in our Christmas novel. Yeah, I mean, but that's the setting. So they mentioned Christmassy things. Uh-huh, so this it, is like, like a diehard situation is what you're saying. And I am in solidly in camp no Die Hard is not a Christmas movie just because it happens somewhere in the vicinity of a Christmas situation does not make it a Christmas movie it has to be focused on Christmas to be a Christmas movie or porn I I feel like again it, this is light on the porn so no take that back. it is not light this on is, the porn <laughs> this is light on plot which uh <laughs> I feel like it could be light on the Christmas stuff too because there's only so much space going on between sex scenes that you know you can can only do so much okay i i concede you this point morgan i do yes i agree with you on that fact (laughs) so this is a a four-hour book which most of our books are because we do audio right and most of them are at least eight hours and i would say like 10 to 12 is is really really common yeah i think we read one that was like 18 yeah, but as books go, four hours, very short. So keep yeah. in mind that, like, not a huge amount happens, but to some extent, it's half a book. Starting on our plot light book. <laughs> yeah. We have our vampires. They've found a fancy book that they've been looking for for like 200 years, and they're going to go hunt it down. This book belonged to Alistair's grandmother, mm-hmm. who is the scion of, not a scion, who is the daughter, I guess. Maybe that is a scion. Anyway, so this is the the daughter of Lilith, which, I mean, we're all familiar with Lilith in general, but apparently Lilith is a demon. And so this is the great grandson of Lilith. And they're trying to get Lilith's daughter's book for an unnamed at the time reason. Yeah, but they're excited. They found it. 
they're gonna go hunt it down from like an antique shop in New York. So they like let the local vampire in New York know, hey, we're coming. We're gonna be in your territory. Don't, yeah. Don't hunt us down, I guess. Yep. It's a strange thing to to tell folks that you're gonna be coming. You don't call your friends and say like, I'm gonna be in your area for like one night. I can't visit. I'm not here to see you. But just say no one to be there. Okay, so two two things about that. One, I read a lot of urban fantasy, and this is completely common in mythological. What are these? Not mythol. Yeah, mythological like mm, like territorial spaces where yeah, you have like, issues that are territorial. No, I yeah. I I agree. I see it but, all the time. But Silly. two, I would call and say, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm going to be in Seattle, and I don't have time to come see you, but I will come back and see you later, because I wouldn't want you to see on my social media that I was in your town and didn't come mm. visit you. That is fair. So, yeah, actually, I would do that. <laughs> all right. Uh, confirmed. You're a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am up all night. And when the sun comes up, I start crying and want to go to sleep. So, yeah, so I, <laughs> it's all there. The facts all fixed. <laughs> yeah. You heard yeah, it here. And I keep I keep trying to bite people. So, like, yeah. that's a thing. Maybe I am a vampire. Maybe I'm just, like, in the closet to my own self. Huh. I'm going to have to go think about that. <laughs> and read more vampire smut books to help awaken it. Please, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful, you guys. <laughs> All right. So they've told the local guy that they're going to be coming. We get like a cut scene in the same chapter talking to the, the vampire queen. And she's there's something about like a, a, a an attack that she's expecting from her sister, who I guess oh, yeah. is also a vampire queen, sort of, but she's like queen of the demons instead of the vampires. Does that sound right? Is she also a vampire? Or is she just uh, a demon? I think both her and Lilith are demons, and they made both made vampires and gargoyles and witches and all those other things. Mm. But they're just in competition to be... Like I think, yeah. Yeah. I think Lilith Lilith is the older one, so she's getting it de facto. I think she, yeah. What is that girl's name? Uh, Violet. Violet, right? Yeah. Which I kept wanting to spell violent. Yeah, I mean, in my notes, which fits, but yeah, violent. Yeah. So none of these people are actually like in the book for very long, so I just completely dismiss them. I wrote detailed notes. You're welcome. Yeah, you did. You have you have many notes here. Just for anyone who doesn't know, we make show notes so that we we know what we're talking about. And I mean, they they're very helpful when we're trying to trying to talk about this. Morgan wrote the longest notes of any show notes that we've <laughs> ever had for this particular book. That was only four hours long and was let's just say twenty five percent sex scene. That should say something to you. <laughs> it might. But moving on, we also know that, uh, was it Alistair and Gillian mm-hmm. are, wait, Gillian? Gideon. 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 Yeah. Our kind of vampires that we're introduced to are a mated pair. I like literally yeah. laughed out loud mm-hmm. when I heard yeah. that because it's such a, it's such like a fan fiction trope. Yeah. To yeah. have like mated pairs and groups and like the concept of like, oh, I can smell my mate or I can feel their feelings or I can, yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. I feel like I don't see it in proper published fiction or stories on TV and stuff. It seems like it's firmly the realm of fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. There are some like urban fantasy novels that have this trope, but it's definitely not instantaneous. Like that you get to, you do get to find out how Alistair turned Gideon later <laughs> in the book and it's an instant thing for them and it's it's yeah, this is really fanficy. Like this whole book is kind of fanficy porn. Yeah, like no, and, and specifically hearing that term that like mm-hmm. brought fanfiction to my mind, and then as I kept going throughout the rest of this, I'm, I'm like, oh no, this is just 
a published fanfic. Yeah. I mean, the things that made me think that are kind of like her word choices. Like she always, she refers to everyone as the male. Like if oh, you have a male, if, even if you have two males in the same room, they'll be like, the male took his hand and put it on his genitalia, but he doesn't, she doesn't say genitalia. And it's just like, she'll use the word male about a person and that's fine once in a while, especially if you're talking about a male and a, some other not male sort of thing in the room. This miffed me. Like, cause yeah. she, she, does it, she does it both for male and female. Yep. She will say the female, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why? And I realized she doesn't say the man did this, this, this. Or yeah. the woman did this, this. And then part of me is wondering is like, is it because they're not human? Is that the idea? Theoretically, a man and a woman are human construct, human, you know, man, human. Part of me wondered if that's what sh- the author was thinking. Wow, you got deep with that. I didn't even go that far. I was just like, she uses it twice in one sentence at one point, And I was like, stop it. Just stop it. Can you just call him his name or whatever? And also, like, how do you know that he's identified? I mean, I guess you're the author. So you know that he, de- he identifies as male. But like, it was just, it seemed weirdly, like, especially right now, we're having like our our gender identity awakening in the world right now, like where we're mm-hmm. talking about people... And she just keeps saying the male, the male, the female, the male. And I'm just like, stop, just stop. I need you to stop these. Yeah. I mean, also, like, I feel like we have a society of kind of agreed, or maybe I've agreed and just assumed everybody went with me that calling people male or female, I don't mean in like referring to their sex, but in like, you know, oh yeah, females do this. It's like, right. mm, you talk about animals that way. You do not talk about people that way. Right. Um, like, like, I remember having to tell my mom, because she said something about, like, you know, oh, yeah, like, female something something. I was like, mm, you, you mean women? Yeah. <laughs> and again, maybe that's the human versus these are not human people. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling with what I think of that. I Honestly, I preferred they probably just would have done men and women, but maybe there was a conscious thought there. I maybe. like he or she or name. Also Gideon. good, yeah. There Gideon. are alternatives. Yeah, to lots of male constantly. Yeah, it, it was just, it was the frequency for me that I was just like, "What? You're taking me out of this porn? Like, it would be in the middle of porn, and you'd be like, okay, your word choices are taking me out of this moment right now, which I am hesitant to enjoy to begin with, and I'm trying really <laughs> I don't know hard. If you were ever in the moment, ever? Well, I was at one point. I was oh. like, all right, this might go, and then I was like, nope, nope. Male. She said she said both of her favorite words in that one sentence, and I was like. I'm out. There's another word, which I'll get into in just a few. <laughs> we find out that these two vampires are a mated pair, but there's like a missing third female. <laughs> female that they can like distantly feel is... No, Alistair the- has visions and he had a vision of... He keeps having visions of her. Yeah, but they don't know like, oh yeah, it's Peggy Sue down the street. Like, they Yeah, don't- they don't know who it is, but they- he can see her. He knows what she looks like. Yeah, has visions of the future. Yeah. But the point is, they have not found this person. I have a commentary about that because when when the vision comes, she's always knocked up. And the first thing he says about wanting to have the third is so she can carry their babies. And I was like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, first of all, this is written by a woman. Well, I don't know. What is her name? Leah. Leah. Okay, I'm going to assume it's a woman. That's, again, another gender assumption I'm making. However, I'm assuming it's a woman and you're 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 putting her in as like the birthing cow really really in my porn could you just well, make this so sexy? if we if we assume that the visions are visions of the future yep rather than just pure 
I don't know, dreams. Like, but mm-hmm. if we assume that that's the idea, is that they are actual like visions of the future, that is his like magical superpower, then maybe that's what put the idea in his head. Like, oh, I, I, I'm often seeing her as pregnant. So maybe she really wants kids. You know, I'm excited to meet her. My you mom, are so mom. much kinder to people than I am. I'm like, <laughs> it's kind this. of one of my traits. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm generally a nice person, but like, I got no time for this crap. Like, <laughs> we got gender problems we got birthing cows we got <laughs> fisting this, okay i'm just gonna talk about it let me let right. me get it out here Go Morgan. i gotta get it fisting. out okay so the author uses the word fisting i counted at least 10 times in the book do you agree with that i would say at least 10 yeah sure Okay, at least 10 times she uses the word fisting or fisted like but she doesn't mean fisted which if, if you has, don't know just move on has it yeah go look it up if you need to but it has a specific term having to do with sexy times and it does not mean i made a fist and like she will be like he fisted the chair railing and you're like no no he didn't fisting always requires a hole of some sort like no that is not what was yeah, happening you can fist a turkey but you can fist a turkey you can fist your friend you can fist your enemy but you cannot fist a chair railing that's not how it works or like fisting someone's hair but okay whatever but she uses the term so often that it makes it really like obnoxious yeah like once or twice could be forgiven for like hmm, that's a weird way to use that and but then Mm -hmm. you move on but she does it a lot a lot and i'm just like oh my god so i i recorded all these voicemails and i sent them to morgan and in fact we have extracted the voicemails and we will put them on at the end of this episode for you but there was one in particular in which i was like stop saying fisting (laughs) (laughs) so i i do actually wonder is this a regional thing is like is leah like a british author and like it means something different over there any british listeners get at us (laughs) or if you're from somewhere where fisting is not a sexual act i'm curious let us know i looked up fisting and i got a wikipedia article that um agrees with the fact that there is always a hole involved (laughs) let's just say that all right all right (laughs) and if it's on wikipedia i'm gonna assume that that's the common knowledge Maybe, although people are weird about words like pants and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like no. mm-hmm. Wikipedia would say both versions of pants. This is like there is a graphic photo of a woman. What? Let's just say fisting on Wikipedia. Wow. Herself, right. as a matter of fact, I'm like, good for you, ma'am. Wow, Wikipedia! <laughs> My goodness. Okay. You're very flexible, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right, well. Moving on. Uh, chapter two. That was chapter one, guys. And by the way, it took me... The, chapter one is approximately 17 minutes, and it took me three hours to get through chapter one, because either I was getting bored and wandering off like in my brain, and then someone would say a, a, a naughty word, and I would pay attention again. I think there's a voice memo about this. Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> or or I would just like... I couldn't handle it and how bad the reader was, and so I would zone out. And so... Yeah, it took me three hours to get through the first 17 minutes, which is what we just told you. And how long have we been recording this podcast? 22 minutes to talk about the first one. That's all right. You got a lot yeah. of your gripes out early, though. I did. So I, did. I think it'll go faster. We, should, uh, we could say I shot my wand. No, no, we could not. Moving on. <laughs> Rihanna has left her home. Who's Rihanna? Been, well, we, get, getting there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
so we find out that this this character, a female, has left her home to visit an antique shop. She's really excited. There's some books that are supposed books and jewelry that are supposed to be coming in from like a fancy estate sale. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the like new boxes shop attendant person shows her where the new stuff is. And she's excited, but like she feels a magical aura. Mm-hmm. Coming from one of the boxes, which one clues you into the like, okay, she's got some kind of like magic sensing power, mm-hmm. right? And she opens to find the magic book. She like summons it. She like summons it out of the box. Yeah. She's like, come to me. Yeah. And it like pops out. And it's the book. She's uh, like it's... that chick from um, Hocus Pocus. She's like, look, and the book floats. <laughs> it's like that. It pops on out and she's like, oh, what is this? And she looks at it enough to realize that it's the diary of this super ancient vampire scion. And like, Yeah, it sounds right. Yep. And so she's immediately like, oh my God, this isn't what I came here for. This isn't what I was like hunting for, which is an old medallion necklace relic or some kind. Yeah. And that's actually Julian's grandmother's necklace or grandfather's mm-hmm. necklace or something like that. It was the medallion belonged to his grandparent who was also... A child of Lilith. Yeah. It's just all these artifacts from the, like, these original kids. Yeah, that's the thing is like, aren't those artifacts, like it seems like the grand, so the great grandma and gra- and yeah, great grandmas are both alive, right? So we got Lilith and Violet. Violet. Violet, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. them, they're still alive. But like, A, where are the grandparents, right? And then B, did they just cast their items into the world? to be lost and distributed forever and like why yeah like uh horcruxes yeah yeah there's no there's no explanation of that in this because i think there's seven of them too is there i think they said there's seven. Oh my god of course there is it's the magic <laughs> number i don't they don't explain why that happened they don't explain anything about the grandparents if they're dead if they're alive if they're like they don't say anything about them they're just not it's a there four hour book man <sighs> I could get a lot out of a four hour book like honestly you could but if there was just less the sex scenes <laughs> <laughs> so really it's a two-hour book yeah yeah honestly yeah all right so she found this fancy book she pays 50 bucks to it for it for the shop attendant uh and then as she's going home her adoptive father julian who i keep imaging in my face uh julian from jenna and julian okay i don't know who that is Oh, uh, uh, YouTubers. Oh, okay. Julian's just a super ridiculous guy. Uh, and so it's very weird to have like this like stoic uh-huh. leading leader of the city like figure yeah. as this like super goofy, but also like kind of fatherly yeah. character that I, per- character person yeah. that I know on YouTube. Anyways, Julian pops on by to say that this guy is going to be in town looking for some kind of old family relic journal thing. And she's like, fuck. Internally, but externally, she's like, okay, thanks, bye. Like, doesn't tell her dad. I mean, he's her adopted father, but to her, he's her father. And by the way, Julian, like we said earlier, vampire. So you know she has some witchy juju at this point. And you know that her dad is a vampire, but he's not her real dad. Yep. Yeah. So next up, Gideon pops into town. Uh, he's now in the the New Yorks looking for the book. Shop clerk says, sorry, just sold it. And he goes, damn it. And he like, he hunts her down. Magically somehow. Yeah. Like he says something he about He just like, goes to her apartment like immediately. Smelling her or yeah. something. I don't know. He, he finds her apartment. He goes into the coffee shop across the street so he can like keep an eye on the front door uh-huh. and like yeah. see or leave or go or something. I don't know. Anyways, she comes into the coffee shop instead. And instantly he's like- Hello, third mate. Yeah. He's like, you are my mate. And she's like, oh, how weird. Like, that is not how I would have reacted. Yeah. Oh, he also says something about, like, you have something I want. Yeah. Or, yeah. or something yeah. of mine, which is the journal. Yeah. And she's kind of like, nope, sure don't. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then he asks her out to dinner and she says, yes. come up to my penthouse at seven. What? There are so many things that she does in her reaction that I'm like, Como say what? How? Why? When I saw, but if you, if you, what, what too? I don't understand. I don't understand any of her reactions to anything ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <sighs> the least relatable character. So I guess we're kind of sort of led to believe that he's not a hundred percent stranger. Yes, he's a stranger in that, like, they haven't met, but she can instantly tell that he's a vampire. Yep, she knows. And she was warned that he was coming, so she actually knows, like, who he is. Yeah. And therefore, she knows... She knows that his dad trusts... Her dad trusts him. Mm -hmm. They actually specifically say that. For how little plot there is, there is that piece of plot evidence that she trusts to go out to dinner with him or have him over or whatever because her father said he was cool. Yeah. And we also kind of get the impression, especially later on, that like she's actually a bit of a badass. Like she can handle herself because of magic and stuff. Yeah. And she's got like gargoyle guards. Yeah. So gargoyles are out. people, but during the day they turn to stone, I guess, and they sit on rooftops. But like at night they fly around and I'm like, okay. Like that uh, animated show, gargoyles. You know, I never saw that. Can we have a minute with gargoyles? I never saw that, but like sure. people tell me all the time that that show was absolutely amazing so maybe i should add it to my like covid playlist because i feel Someday like you watch. yeah like people tell me how great gargoyles is as a show if you like gargoyles please go on our instagram and tell us that you like gargoyles and why so that i know and also if any of you are still here yeah and also d where can i find gargoyles do i have to like buy the dvds who buys DVDs? Oh, yeah. Because I haven't seen it like on Netflix or something, but it's got to be somewhere. It's, somewhere. it's, gotta, it's gotta, be. gotta be. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard it's great, but I've seen a handful of episodes randomly on at 6 a.m. when I was like 10. I, I, hmm. I, I don't remember any of that. I just know, yep, there's, there's gargoyles. One's really buff. Oh. Very buff. I think he might be like the main gargoyle. Well, these gargoyles are also pretty buffed. In fact, um, they are usually in the service of the vampires and they serve as like what i would call their their bodyguards in essential yeah. right yeah I, I that was a word i just made up in essential <laughs> <laughs> i'm into it it's a good word oh it's on prime video i did just look it up nice yeah okay so we got gargoyles and she's guarded by gargoyles uh he runs into a gargoyle in the park i do remember that part like he's in mm -mm. whatever park i don't know why like the park outside of her house he runs in the gargoyle and the gargoyle is like what the hell are you doing here and he's like no no i'm cool and the gargoyle is like oh okay like it was pretty a weird interaction. This writer, if you want to write, if you want to read steamy, steamy sex scenes, she's all right. If you want to read any actual plot, please know. It's it's okay. Did did it's, you listen to the fine. excerpt at the end of the next book or some other book? Uh, I did not know because I was like, this is not what I'm here for. I'm here for vampires during Christmas time, not whatever this next book. is. My judgment is nay on this author. <laughs> oh, all right. Based on that excerpt. <laughs> Anyways, he pops on up to her apartment. I think he calls his part his best friend and lover. Lover. <laughs> on the way over to keep him up to date on what's going on. That's actually something I weirdly appreciate. Yeah. He calls Alistair like three times throughout this mm -hmm. just to be like, hey, here's what's up. Yep. Here's updates. Yep. That's how how nicely like informed they are with each other. So one, he is his lover. And that's normal. But also, you have to remember, Alistair is his master, too. Because, well, yeah, like, yeah. he made him. like, vampire yeah, so, in that like, way. Yeah. I feel like he has, even if he didn't want to, he would have to call him and tell him what was going on. Because he was also on a mission for Alistair at the time. So, like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I read it as sweet, of course. This is the one time I did give it the benefit of the doubt. But it was also required. 
But that is fair. I, I That does make sense. I was totally just seeing it in that, oh, uh-huh. partner is checking in. Then what you do when you're going out of town, send your, your partner a bunch of texts yeah. being like, look at this cute statue I found or something. I yeah. don't know. That stuff. I send Chris selfies of me that just say proof of life. <laughs> uh, very good. I did. I've done kind of the same thing yeah. before. I'm like, yep, still here. Not I am now in this town. Yeah. <laughs> here you go. So they go up. They flirt. The journal's visible on the table. He tries to touch it while she's like not looking and immediately is like zapped because mm-hmm. she put a fuck you don't touch it spell mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> uh, that was great. I just, I like it. I like leaving it out specifically because she knew that he would want to look at it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a very funny thing to do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> she's amusing in a lot of ways. I, I have to give her credit for that. She, she does have a very funny sense of humor. Yeah. But they get all steamy. They kiss. He's handsy, like right off the get the the, the bat. Yeah, but he he immediately like backs away from the kiss because he's like, oh, "You look human, but bitch, you're not." It's not the kiss that triggers him. He bites her. He gets a drop of her blood, and he can tell she's not what she think what you think she is. Yeah, because apparently blood can he can taste the difference. I guess that would make a really good forensic person. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, right? Like, you could <laughs> tell if something going around, like, touching the scene and being... Mm, 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 mm. Hmm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be even better if you made those noises. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they find about that gargoyle goodness. Yeah, she's, she's a gargoyle and a witch and the daughter of a vampire and I think something else that we haven't discovered yet because he just keeps saying part, 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 but... It didn't seem like that was the whole picture. I think she said something to the effect of mostly which we think, like genetically, uh, mm-hmm. and approximately a quarter gargoyle at their best guess. Because she's like a super like left baby on doorstep. Yeah. They, they have yeah. Idea. And there's somehow a DNA test for the supernatural world in which they can actually like, it's like 23 and Me for gargoyles. That has happened, and she has like looked at her little graphic chart and figured out that she is twenty five percent gargoyle and some amount of witch. Other than that, and then there's probably that like weird pie chart that just says other. Oh yeah, there's something about uh, trace amounts of human, and she says something about yeah. like, but we all have a bit of that. And I was like, oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and one percent border collie. Yeah. Um, anyway, she kicks his ass though. See, we know that she's stronger than him. Yeah, like she she definitely shows that she's fully like capable of handling stuff which is maybe why she invites him up for a 7 p.m dinner because that's mm, yeah i i'm thinking of myself and i'm like no no stranger you are not getting invited over to my house where i live at alone no yeah anyways but that that's me and not her i'm not a badass uh like witch gargoyle i mean you're kind of a badass witch yeah but not in the way that allows strangers to come to my house no I was like, your dogs would kill them. No, your dogs would totally no. lick them. Never mind. No, Just kidding. They would, not. They, they would let me know that they're there. <laughs> yeah, they'd be barking for sure. But then there'd be sniffing and wagging of tails and everything would be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully everything would be fine. So there's a whole bunch of expedition exposition dump about the great-great-grandmother. And they talk all about Lilith and Violet and basically a lot of information that we've already con- conveyed because we already knew it through the podcast here. And uh, she talks about how she was dropped off at a doorstep and Julian raised her and she doesn't live with the vampires anymore. She lives here and, you know, just just kind of laying down all this information. She also mentioned something that they don't really bring up again in the rest of this book, this four hour, two hour book, is that vampires normally give her headaches. 
Yeah. And she said that she has, like, a vampire allergy. Yeah. Like, um, it seems like huh. maybe gargoyles have that, because gargoyles and vampires don't get along at all. So you kind of wonder, like, why? But, like, no, it's him that doesn't deal with gargoyles. It's not... No, me. it's only him that doesn't like gargoyles. Yeah. Because gargoyles are often, like, uh, sentries. Right, right, yeah. As we said for... So... Yeah. It's really weird because he has this like aversion to gargoyles that you find out why later in the book that he is willing to completely dismiss almost. I mean, he kissed her and then he was like, ah, you're a gargoyle. And she's like, sure am. And he's like, okay, kiss me again. Anyway, he's willing to dismiss that. And then she gets headaches from vampires. But I think she said that he wasn't inducing one on her and she couldn't. Yeah, that she why. was like, oh, for some reason, he's not setting me because off. you are my mate. Also, um, important gargoyles mate for life and it messes you up really bad if it doesn't work out and she has been married before yeah this is why i'm so like oh my god like you're you're telling me that there's not enough time for storyline but she's giving us her her marital history and like how her husband left her and like none of that was necessary this author totally could have used more time giving us like actual data about the actual characters and making actual plot i'm just saying I, well, I feel like her history is part of her plot, part of her, you know, character and development and stuff. Her right? divorce story is like nay important at all. Yeah, I suppose not. Maybe it's to reveal that she's not like a teeny bopper, eighteen year old. No, she was married for a few years and it didn't work out because her husband cheated on her. We could have had three more Christmas scenes in this amount of time. Is all I'm saying. I'll, fair. I accept your argument. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't expect a Christmas book is what I'm saying. I mean, you you should be coming here for the porn, not the plot. Anyway, right? Right, yeah. This is like a Nak- Nakamura Industries porn. So they fight a bit and he reveals that like, I think you're my mate. And then says, come to Florida for a week. Meet me and my boyfriend. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Which, what? Okay. Who could Let's just like, go. Does she not have a job? I don't think they mention. No, she doesn't have a job. I think it's because her father is like king of New York as far as vampires are concerned. So she has all the money she needs. But I do think she she's like, I don't like you, blah, blah, blah. But also, okay, I'll come meet your boyfriend. She's like, um, I don't know if you're my mate or not. And then, but like, okay, I'll go to give it a try. Yeah, I, I'll come down to, to Florida. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then they hop on a plane. Yeah. Oh, he sorry. He calls Alistair because he's got to do his third phone call. Uh, uh. And then they hop on a plane. <laughs> Well, they, they do stop oh. by uh, her father first to say, hey, yeah. hey, dad, bro, I'm going down to Florida. And dad's like, but did you know, did you know that Alistair is uh, uh, suffering from a bloodthirst illness? Did you know that? Yeah. And he, dad is being kind of a shit. Yeah. Although he's also like, okay, fine, go. Yeah. Like, what? Like, he knows what she is. He knows I'm so confused about her behavior. I'm so confused about his behavior. Like none of, oh, but I'm willing to accept that this is vampire gargoyle relations and that this is completely normal. And yet I'm still like, wait, what? But it gets worse when she gets there. But dad also reveals, oh, and by the way, Gideon was a priest, which was a weird thing to open up with. Like, and did you know he was a priest? He sounds very accusatory. Who cares? Who cares? It's, it's just a weird thing that keeps being brought up. Dad, you need to Yeah. Tell. So it, you find out that Alistair like found Gideon dying of this wound i guess and immediately went oh my god i need to turn him right now but then he like needed permission to turn gideon into a vampire so i had to go get the permission meanwhile gideon's like bleeding out like i don't understand the timeline of that because that does not i I also don't i'm confused because they so this was about 200 years ago i think i think they mentioned something about him being a 200 year old vampire does that sound right uh gideon yeah 
Alistair's way yeah, older. Yeah, Alistair's so yeah. like a billion years old. But Gideon's supposed to be relatively young. Yeah. But that means that they didn't have cell phones. Right. He couldn't just call up Lilith and be like, hey, I've got this guy. I want right. to I wanna do the thing. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. So maybe she just happened to be in town. I don't know how this works. Also, does, does he have to call Lilith for every vampire that he wants it to turn? It sounds like... She's... They said something about needing to check his bloodline. Oh, yeah. And, like, wh- are, are, you can't do, like, a fucking internet search at that point because it's 200 years ago. Yeah, also, yeah, like, 23 and Me. How, how are you getting He's his bloodline? bleeding out. Like, <laughs> what is even... I don't understand. I am so confused about that. I also... I'm I, yeah. there, Also, later, Lily, Lilith... Lilith. I can say the words. Also, later, Lilith shows up in the book and she's like Johnny on the spot like she just appears whenever I'm maybe oh she's a demon maybe he summoned her oh maybe maybe you should maybe. like like supernatural you go into the right. underworld you can pop back up anywhere in the world super yeah. easy. yeah maybe he can just summon her and they just don't talk about that mechanic and because they don't have enough time because it's only four hours <laughs> two hours like write another page <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um speaking of do you know that I have a summoning name oh what's your summoning my summoning name, and this is given to me, of course, by my mother, is Noelle Jeanette, get your ass down here. Oh, okay. That is the name my, my mother uses to summon me as a 43-year-old adult, still. Mm, good. Like, good, I could good. be in my own home, and she will be Noelle Jeanette, get your ass down here. How's so, that working out for her? Um, I am fairly reluctant to comply, but also... So you're, you're breaking the, 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 the power, the bonds. That... No, I still show up. You know I show oh, up. That's darn. like how it, of course, it's my mom. I have to just, yeah. like, no, I'm great. like, stop doing that. You're in my house. When you're in my house, you have to live under my rules, blah, blah, blah. But I'm still somehow walking down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's on the other side <laughs> of the country. So it's very hard for her to do that. Oh, yeah. She can't be like, Morgan Donner, get your ass over here. And you're like. Yeah, I'd be no, like, no, you no. come here. Yeah. Like, you get the plane ride. <laughs> come on yeah. over. Sure. Exactly. So they hop on a plane, as Noel mentioned, and instantly meet Alistair. Alistair and Gideon go back into another room being like, I've missed you after like two days. Uh, 20, 24 hours tops. Oh, yeah. 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 And like have like, oh my God, I miss you so much sex. So we get our, our first like full sex scene. With no actual fisting. No fisting. I mean, there's there's mention of fisting, but no fisting. The, <laughs> the words fisting were used, but no actually fist, no actual fisting happened. But there was some, it's pretty graphic, guys. Like, if you're, if oh, you yeah, are. Oh, no, yeah. This is not, like, I'm very used to lots of, especially urban fantasy for some reason. Yeah. Seem to include sex scenes, but they tend yes. to be very, extremely euphemistic. You get, like, the tempo of what's going on without the very descriptive yeah. what went where, precisely. Exactly. It's it's very like, so they're in bed and blah, blah, blah. And there might be like um, a heat mentioned or maybe yeah. a member. Or like a rising tension, blah, blah, blah. And then, blah. It, and then yeah. it's the, yeah, the next morning and there's sheets everywhere and it's fine. So, but this is graphic. Like, like when I tell you I was expecting romance and what I got was like hot vampire porn. I'm telling you, it is porn. And it is not late night in Europe porn. It is like full Pornhub porn. It's it's porn in an uh, audiobook format. Yeah. Uncomfortable enough in the car to make me go, okay, where's that fast forward button? <laughs> but I listened to it. I listened to it all. Oh, yeah. I was also in the car listening to a lot of it. I went on a long drive and it was just nice. Like, I was able to zone out, but in a like listening to a mm-hmm. book or podcast way. Mm-hmm. I, I was like actually kind of grinning during the sex scenes because like this is a fan fiction in audio form. Like, yeah. The I think the novelty of it 
really just amused the heck out of me. Yeah. Two of my first three hours where I only listened to 17 minutes were the two hours in the car that I had to spend the other day. I had to encounter my mother guys for the other day or for the first time ever because I needed to give her a Christmas present. So we did a, a hostage exchange um, <laughs> halfway point between us. Um, so that happened. I was not pleased about having to do it, but it happened. Did you so, tell her about the book that you're listening to? I did not. I did discuss a lot about specific podcasts I was listening to and stuff like that. But like, no, I, I oh, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I think she said, what are you reading? And I go, I said something like, Morgan's making me listen to vampire porn for my podcast. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I'm like, don't listen to the Christmas episode, mom. <laughs> It's great. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> well, I don't want my mom listening to this. Oh, my God. No, that's fair. I don't want my mom listening to this either. Mom, don't listen. Mom, uh, don't okay. look up fisting. <laughs> After their sex scene, we jump to completely new characters that I don't think... No, that's not what happened. Gideon and Alistair have sex, and then it's she gets jealous of it, and then she has sex with Gideon. She goes, you guys just had sex. And he goes, yeah. And then she's like, basically, that makes me horny. Let's hump. Sure. She heard them. They She heard them humping like through the wall in the house. Like she goes, they're having sex or something because she heard banging. Yeah. And and she's like, they're having sex. And then Gideon shows up and he's just in his jeans, like slightly unbuttoned and his shirt off. Like, I trust me, I remember this part. And then she's like, yeah, I'm feeling good about that. And then they have sex. Huh. I, I think I blacked out. Because then the next day he's like, oh, you should go hang out with her because he want, Gideon wants Alistair to also have sex with her so that they can, she can pick all, she has to pick both of them. Mm-hmm. She has to choose both of yeah. them. So Gideon knows that Rihanna is into him, but she, he's not sure about Rihanna's reaction to Alistair. So mm-hmm. he's like, because they've already had sex and they, remember they almost bonded. That was like part of the thing. Yeah. Where was that though? It was right after they had sex because she was hearing it and she was like... That makes me happy. Yeah, no, I think I, I just blacked out. I have clearly <laughs> not included that in my notes. Maybe you just, like, thought it was one big sex scene. Maybe. Because, I mean, that yeah. just happened later. That's, that's kind of what <laughs> this book feels like. But whatever. Some sex happens between some people, who whoever they may be. Taking up some of the two hours of sex scenes. <laughs> and then we go over to characters that we have not really, like, talked about or haven't really yes. seen in person, so to speak in the narrative, which is Violet and her lover, Wynne. Oh, yeah. Are lovers. So many of them. Does nobody get married? Nobody says, like, this is my husband or my wife. Like, everybody just says, like, lover or mate. Lover. Like. Yeah. Maybe maybe when you're mated, that's, like, good enough for vampires. Yeah, but what if they need to, like, buy a house together? I don't think they're worried about the legal system. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) They're talking about this book that Rihanna has, which, how? How do they know that she has this book? Did they go talk to the shop clerk at the antique store too? I have no idea how they know. Like they just instantly, they know that she has the book and they say something about needing to increase Alistair's dosage. Yeah. Which they, I think they either say or we are very explicitly led to believe is what is causing his bloodlust for the past hundred years, which is like a, a, like a vampire disease is kind of how they talk about it. Yeah. It's unclear if like he's going to die of this or what? Does he just go crazy? What happens? At least once it is mentioned something about going crazy, that sometimes you can be cured by like finding your mate or in this case, your third mate. I don't know. But that doesn't always work. And sometimes you still go crazy. Like they do mm-hmm. somewhere in here mention something about that. I feel like he's incomplete until he, he like keeps saying we have to complete the, what does he call it? The triad. triad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes me think of like charmed because they have like <laughs> the power of three. So mode it be or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that they have 
very lovely things happening with their power of three once that oh, does its thing. Guys, Charmed fanfic is also fun, just so you know. That was never a show I got into. Oh, I, I loved I, it. I think of It and Buffy as the same thing. Oh. I realize that they're not, but mm-hmm. I, in my head, I connect the two of them. I mean, I'm 10 uh, years older than you, so I am prime Charmed territory. Like, Charmed came out when I was like, I don't know, not very, like, you know, in my teens. So I was into Sabrina, though. Oh, yeah. That, that show was badass. Both the, the old one and the new one. Very fun. Yeah. Yes. Very different. <laughs> Very different. I like both of them also. I mean, I find the new one, weirdly, I find the new one more cheesy than the old one where they had like an animatronic cat talking cat. This one is more cheesy because of like how seriously it takes itself. Yeah. Yeah. It does take itself very seriously. This is not a podcast but... about Sabrina the Teenage Watch. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's about whatever I want it to be about. Okay. What about me? Do I get to have my ones? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess I did talk about gargles. All right. Fair. Fair is fair. <laughs> we go back to Rihanna and she's looking at that journal that she brought with her from New York and realizes that this is not, like it's different. It feels different. And she opens it up. She looks at it and she hadn't read through it all the way, but she read enough to realize that the book is different. It used to be in English or whatever her language is, presumably English. And now it's in like a weird cipher mix of letters that doesn't make any sense whatsoever yeah and alistair looks at it and knows that it's all languages is that that's what he says it's all yeah. it's all languages put together and i'm like what does that mean what does that even look like is it like just every other word is like a, a, different, like a different language yeah like what does that even mean because that is actually readable yeah technically I mean, like, tricky, but if you spoke all the languages so they spend a bunch of time, like, thinking about it. Yeah, and, and Alistair does confirm. He's like, yeah, no, this was cursed, like, 800 years ago when Violet stole it and attempted to release it to humans. There's this whole subplot about Violet, the, like, outcast vampire demon person, whatever. She keeps on, like, trying to give information about vampires to humans. Mm-hmm. What's her goal there? Yep. I don't, I don't. I'm no, just wait. I'm just sitting here going, yeah, there's two hours of actual thing and we have subplots already and no Christmas. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> none of those so plots none of those so not subplots are about Christmas. The book has like vampires having sex on the front cover with like Santa hats on. So like I'm expecting Christmas and there's none. Not <laughs> enough Christmas. All right. Well, I'll see if I can find a more Christmassy porn for you. And yeah, next year I need more. We're not reading a vampire Christmas too. Just so you're clear. Uh, okay, no, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, you gotta explore. Yeah, different. They go outside and they're like attacked by demons. Yeah, which is just very like out of left field. Yep. Like demons attack them they... apparently. Wait a minute. Rihanna where did demons changes... come from? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, but Rihanna changes into a gargoyle form. So even though apparently she's not like a full gargoyle. She transforms. I imagined her screaming, form of gargoyle, and then, yeah, very nice. (laughs) Do like, Mm -hmm. Uh, apparently, like, with wings and flying and all that. Yeah, like, just full on gargoyle, which is cool. I wonder at what percentage you are no longer able to do that. And I wonder why she doesn't turn gargoyle during the day. Because all the other ones talk about how they turn gargoyle during the day. Is that an optional thing? Is that just, like, them sleeping, but they don't really have to? And why would humans not notice that the gargoyles on top of their building, like, move over slightly or change or whatever? I got questions. Yeah, I don't think people look at their roots very often, I mean, though. I do. Okay, cool. Do you? Yeah. I look at stuff like that all the time. I'm fascinated by flying buttresses, gargoyles. There's other things that are like gargoyles that aren't exactly gargoyles. Like they have different animals and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I like looking up in cities. So I, I, if you, if we had a gargoyle on the top of the house and it moved, I would know. I look at my roof line a lot. Maybe they put like a little tiny Sharpie X. 
on the roof so okay. they know exactly where to lay every time. Yeah, maybe that's happening. Just in case. What if they what if they're busy or they have sex or something and they want to like, you know, sleep over at their lady gargoyle friend's house? Well, in which case the human that owns that building is like, oh my someone fucking stole my gargoyle. And then it comes back the next day and you're like, oh, And then they're like, oh, oh that's weird. Okay. Well that was weird, but I guess we're not gonna talk about that again. Yeah, I guess they move on, yeah. right? Like yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now security cameras, I think, is a question that we want to talk about but we're not going to because we're just going to move on <laughs> rihanna gets injured during the fight and gideon cares for her even though she's in her gargoyle form and that like makes him uncomfortable and she's like you don't have to you don't have to care for me and he's like you're beautiful yeah that's the scene mm-hmm. oh and that's not the whole scene right no of course not they discussed the bloodlust for a bit and then sexy times yeah so she's injured and oh my god woo fainting on the couch but then you know what let's bone which, why, like, let her heal, man. Is that is that a Gideon bone or an Alistair That's bone? a Gideon. They bone separately first. That's okay. definitely Gideon. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so next, it's like, poof, next day or whatever. Alistair mm-hmm. invites Rihanna to go Christmas tree shopping. So we get oh my God. a little bit of Christmas. Jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> he is, for a moment, almost bloodlusty, sort of, before, like, he, like never mind. smelled her, her rose scent and then got like bloodlust horny for her yep which again such yep. a fan fiction thing for people to have like, like distinct scents this uh-huh. person smells like carrot cake and this one's roses <laughs> and this one is oak trees or you know what i mean i had a friend whose feet smelled exactly like raisins and i like why are you smelling their feet well because they went like if someone goes hey my feet smell like raisins and you're say in college and slightly inebriated you're like all right, pony up. I need to smell that. Give it to me. Give me your foot. Yeah, and and indeed, they smelled like raisins. So, like, every time I smelled raisins, I thought, oh, Kevin's near. (laughs) Do do you smell raisins (laughs) and go, these smell like feet? No. No. I guess that's the best possible consequence of that set of actions. Yes. Is that you you don't think of feet every time you get raisins. Yeah, I have other associations with things like coffee and stuff that I don't like the smell of anymore because I have smelled things I don't like having to do with coffee. And so, and I'm not going to out my husband on this one because it's really gross. But <laughs> I'll tell you privately later though. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, so I have associations like that, but I don't, I don't have a raisin problem. But yeah, it, it is like, that's a thing where you smell raisins and I go, oh, Kevin's here. <laughs> <laughs> So they get a tree and we kind of jump to them decorating them. Okay, let me just read these notes to you, Morgan, because I think they're important for the audience. They decorate the tree, comma, tell Rihanna their love story, comma, threesome, (laughs) period. That is chapter 13. That's what Morgan wrote down. (laughs) It's an excellent summary of the chapter. (laughs) It's an excellent summary of the chapter. Um, There is a hot and heavy, horny threesome situation that goes down and everybody gets it in every way again with the fisting it's crazy but not but not actual fisting but yeah they, they do it's like they talk about it during that that thing so you're assuming nope that's not what's happening anyway so they they have a hot and heavy very graphic threesome and then they have breakfast in bed the next day it was it Yay. was beautiful yeah uh, they discuss Alistair's illness again. Like it constantly gets brought up every like two chapters. I mean, they just need to kind of keep it in your your. It's eyesight. like the only plot. It's the only. By the way, plot. he has a blood sickness, and there's more sex. Very convenient. Yep. I mean, you can see how we're getting to two hours of plot, two hours of sex here. Yep. Yep. And then next, 
not, not next day necessarily, but sometime later, one of them is left. I think it's Gideon has left the house because he's getting a second Christmas tree for the library, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And Alistair's like, what do you want to do? Like, we're here. What do you want to do? She says, oh, it would be cool if we could decorate the library. So he goes out and he says, hey, Alistair, why don't you go hang out with her so that she falls for you yeah. too? Because get to know the girl. Yeah. He knows that she's falling for him already because he can tell because she wants to like hump him all the time. And then she wants to, he, Gideon wants to make sure that Alistair also gets some and then also gets mated with because it's very important that they have a three-way. Yep. Which they, they already have, but anyways. I mean like a sole three-way. <laughs> a permanent three-way. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is the goal here. <laughs> yep. That's, that's the only plot that matters in this whole book is that Alistair doesn't have bloodlust and they get it together. Like the three of them get together. Yep. That's it. Yep. That is our happy ending, which, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess. We have told you a story, (laughs) (laughs) a tale you don't need to listen to. That is totally what happens. They get all the happy ending. It's great. But in the meantime, they're like interviewing Echoes in the house, Mm -hmm. which Echoes Do you know what an Echo is? Yeah, I know what it is in in terms of like a noise that repeats itself. Yeah, but in the story though, I was like, wait, what? It says lower demon. Is that what it is? They they very briefly explain that there's some sort of maybe demon that are like servants to vampires and other demons. Yeah. So they call them echo demons and they were like created for the purpose of vampire staff, staff, staff needs. I don't know, staffing, household staff, but they can't for some reason exist outside of like in regular society so they need a vampire to like feed and house them and so they're like house elves basically yeah. and i'm like hmm okay you got a demon house house elf that's weird all right cool yeah they're, I, I don't quite get the echoes uh and we won't get more information on them so meh. no don't matter but they're is like, it gideon's bloodlust or a three-way if not no more it's not important yeah. they interview the echoes about Gideon's bloodlust, uh, trying to get more information. And they, they like, one of them's acting really suspiciously. And the, the book, the journal that they have been all talking about this whole time reacts to them in some way. The, the echoes all leave the room. Rihanna conveys this information. Cut back to Violet, the evil stepsister of the vampire kingdom. And they're, they're right. basically immediately... Be- talking about yep we we killed that echo's husband and we have her son captive and we're forcing her to do what we want Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just like it's such an interesting (laughs) (laughs) it's like a very funny plot thing to have immediately just know the answer (laughs) it's like you cut to dirk dastardly and he's like twisting his little mustache and then cut back yep so we we as the audience immediately know yep she is not the bad guy, but like being forced to do the thing. And yeah, so that's fun. She's the spy in this organization. Yeah. Alistair suffers from a particularly bad like bloodlust attack because they've been upping his dosage and tries to do a sexy time. No, no, I think successfully does a sexy times with Rihanna, yeah. but doesn't mm-hmm. bite her. And she's like, well, but why you can? Why won't you bite me? Do you think that he's going to turn her? They never also? bring it up. Because like, imagine you're a witch gargoyle vampire. Yeah, which I think was my assumption in the beginning of the book, but they don't, it's never talked about at yeah. all. I'm I mean, she's like destined to only be awake at night. That's another thing that they don't really talk about is these vampires are also walking around during the day and you're like, I feel like huh. I misunderstood the whole concept of vampire. Yeah. But but are they? Are like are they like just going yeah. tree shopping? Yeah, because they talk about night? I woke up in the morning and I got breakfast and blah blah blah. Oh. And then we went up tree shopping. 
when the tree farm was open and at the department oh. stores and yeah. stuff and like remember they met in the coffee shop and it was not yet 7 p.m in new york city and yeah i know oh, that the sun right. probably yes, goes yes, down yes, at yes. five or whatever but like still yeah no that's completely fair huh i did not notice and they're on airplanes during the day for sure and i'm like uh that seems real bad uh, but they do explicitly say that gargoyles sleep during the day like full gargoyles. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and she's awake like whenever they are. And I'm like, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we're not worried about that. Maybe. I mean, honestly, does it have anything to do with sex? Because if not, we don't have to worry about nope, that. That's not important. That is. Yep, not important. <laughs> Moving on. They they kind of figure out that this echo is suspect, and they decide to make a fake version of the book to, I don't know, give as a lure or a distraction or something to Violet because they somehow know that's Violet. Even though the this Echo didn't confess anything, so it's not like they actually know anything, right? I did not understand any part of this whole situation. Like, I was like, you're making a copy of the book, which kind of came out of nowhere, but then that, that copy sucked, so they had to get someone else. Like, I think they had to get Lilith to come make a real copy. Yeah, Lilith popped in and was like, she would have seen through that in a second. Here, let me, boop, make it much better. Yeah, make it much better, because Lilith is also a, a magic user, I guess? I don't know. Anyway, well, like, she created the new power apparently. alert. Yeah, <laughs> level up. I didn't understand what was going on, or how anyone thought that that plot device was gonna work. Like, it just seemed stupid. And it had nothing to do with sex, so it was probably unimportant. Yeah, it felt unnecessary, yeah. but meh. totally. Unnecessary. Oh, and we didn't. One of the echoes becomes Rihanna's familiar. Oh yeah, she. Well, it's it's the the daughter of the one who they suspected. Yeah, and so she's like, my dad is dead, and my mom is like potentially gonna die, and my brother is like being held captive, and she's like, well, do you want to be my familiar? And you're like, what? <laughs> she, she does mention something about how it'll like it will help them find them but then yeah she stays she gets, at the house like, with Lilith she gets like a connection with her familiar which lets her find the mom easier oh, I think because yeah. it's that connection but also she's basically swearing to take care of this person for the rest of this person's life because that it was an echo demon I believe and the echo demon needed a vampire or a I guess a gargoyle is fine to make sure that they get fed and housed for their lifetime because they can't do it on their own somehow so she's committing to this huge thing as like sort of a a diagnostic tool to find this lady okay sure let's move on yeah, yeah. I mean basically right okay we move on oh uh, Alistair went out while after the his bloodlust attack because he was frustrated with himself slash Brianna. So he's like out on the town and gets attacked by demons and taken captive. So by the way, Alistair is also captive somewhere. Yeah, he's a demon or he's a vampire lord too. So taking a vampire lord captive doesn't seem like a great idea. So it's probably not easy to do. So I'm, I'm I don't, I, that was a very instantaneous fight and capture that happened with like very little recourse let's just say oh, again yeah, I'm like nope it just happened they're not having sex so whatever cool yep uh, <laughs> just whoop, move on hazy like transition scene and <laughs> yep. so next alistair and the echo judy which is the one that was at like acting suspicious previously are trapped in a jail cell uh they chat a bit she's like i'm sorry my husband all that right yeah and she's worked for him his whole life like a hundred years at least i mm -hmm. think they specifically mentioned like over a century yeah. yeah but he's also been getting sick for about a hundred years huh hmm. so he has uh judy call and distract the guards as part of some kind of like get free from the jail cell thing yep and they don't show that fade to black 
and move on to Gideon and Rihanna arriving to wherever Violet is. They confront her, there's a bit of a scuffle, and then they find Alistair and skedaddle. Like it, It's basically as fast as that. It's really that fast. You you hear it and you're like, it happened, I think, during one of those times that I was completely annoyed with the reader and I was zoning out and I was like, wait, what? Wait, was that the boss fight? Yep. Turns out that was the freaking boss fight. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, it was nothing. And all they did was was acquire their guy back. And I think one captive, right? Carlos, I think his name was. Oh, no, so they Carlos get, they get, Oh, okay. I thought they got one captive or something out of this. But like, yeah, they just rescue him and then and then nothing. That was it. Presumably they get Judy too. Yeah, they get Judy. And then there's no harm done to Violet, I Not guess. really. They didn't say like they took her down or anything. They just kind of like escaped from her. And they did. there's no real resolution on like the book at this point. Like who has the actual book? Where is the... Is is there still a decoy book in play? Because they, they show the decoy book getting made and then they like never discuss it again. And you're like, why did we go through all the the actual... Yeah, they don't mention handing it to her and her like being distracted by it or anything. Yeah, and like, where's the real book? They don't have any... It's so weird. It's so weird, guys. Don't read this book. Okay. Oh, a real book, Lilith does say like, and I will take this. Because I remember thinking, oh, after all that, Mm -hmm. Lilith is just, and this is mine now. Yeah, I mean, it is her daughter's book, so that makes sense. I guess, but I don't know, whatever. Maybe Alistair wasn't even actually searching for the journal for himself. He was searching for it as a mission for Lilith, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because if Violet gives it to the humans, it proves that vampires exist, and there's a whole bunch of... They don't really talk about what the problems are, but apparently there's a whole bunch of problems with that happening. Like, humans can't know that vampires are real or something. And somehow that that knowledge that humans would have of vampires being real would help Violet take Lilith down and let her become queen of all Mm -hmm. bad guys, I guess. Demons, whatever. I don't know. Are demons bad guys? These guys seem okay. All they do want to do is hump. So they don't seem like it's actually (laughs) a problem. And it doesn't seem like when they feed, they actually, like, kill their victims. But they don't, yeah. I guess they don't talk Unless about you're like bloodlusty and go crazy and like yeah. do more damage than you're supposed to. But they don't seem to be like that harmful of vampires. So like, I don't know why, like the, the demons in this book don't seem very demon-y. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, they did successfully capture Alistair. So I don't know. Okay, yeah, but this is like a Scooby-Doo plot. Okay, anyway, go ahead. It, it is. <laughs> it is a little bit of a Scooby-Doo book. Like with old sex. man withers in, in the treehouse. Let's demask him. Oh my God, it's Violet. Who would have suspected? <laughs> At the end, the tail end of their escaping, out of nowhere, Rihanna is like, yeah. She actually says, I have a surprise for you when we get back. And they're like, you're going to complete the bond. Like a bunch of like, it's like high school. Like, okay, cool. You're going to do it. Yep. (laughs) It was so Uh, dumb. I was like, what? I was screaming, what? My husband's like, what are you screaming about? I'm like, this is so bad. And I like, I tried to push play so he could hear it. And then he he tried to run away. And then I held him down and I made him (laughs) listen to some of it. And and then it got to the word like cock. And and then he is like, I'm out. I'm out. I can't handle this. (laughs) And this is a man who like enjoys his porn. (laughs) And so like, yeah. (laughs) yeah it's fine next we have the epilogue like the end of book end of book epilogue is where carlos comes in apparently he's a lab tech or something oh yeah uh, yeah, who's been spiking alistair's blood supply stuff with like a serum to make him crave more by the way plot device that they didn't tell you about until the epilogue this entire time alistair has been drinking blood from bags because he refuses to drink out of humans since he has bloodlust. Yeah, because uh, like they tried to have human, like humans and human servants and whatever around mm-hmm. at first, but then 
it was just too much of a temptation. It was like he felt like it was making it worse. Yeah, this is why so. I'm telling you these these demons, they they call themselves demons of vampires, are not very demony because he's like worried about his house staff, like <laughs> you know, like who like normally vampires are like I will take the kind and I will consume them. Nom, but nom, nom, these vampires are like nom 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 nom. Um, <laughs> he's like, "Nah, I'll take a bag." <laughs> Bag, please. To bag, go. Please. Can I have a straw? Thanks. Which and has he been spiking his blood for a hundred years? So is I guess is Carlos so. the vampire? Have they had black bagged blood for a hundred years? Like and why, blood why are you why are you trying to make any sense out of this at this point? We're now in the epilogue, and this is where you come in with logic. Like <laughs> I feel like I've been attempting to be logical this whole time. <laughs> I just don't know that I'm succeeding. No, you've been very gracious in giving them um passes on their mislogic this whole time i was like well but what if this what if this what if they're actually just really nice <laughs> uh and then we end our book with threesome woo sex and close scene all right so we actually told you this entire book so that you do not have to listen to this book you now have we we told you every part of it, so yeah. No, we, I think we've covered literally everything. All right, let's go through our list of things that we normally discuss about books. Do you have favorite characters or elements? Um, you're like, nope. <laughs> I, don't, I like. I I am curious about this whole war thing between Violet and Lilith, and the the thing where Violet's trying to release information to the humans. Like, if she wasn't so twisting her mustache like kind of a dumb tv classic villain you... if she wasn't so much that i'd love to see sympathetic sides for both her and lilith mm-hmm. i want to know you know you've seen shows and things where like there's a bad guy but mm-hmm. he's because not really you bad. have scenes from their side you actually know why they're doing what they're doing and like angel from buffy sure yeah and spike like you're super into that yeah I know that he's a vampire. That's about as much as they I'm are. Bad. Some tasty. Oh, he's ta- Well, Spike is, but Angel's got dark hair. They're both tasty. Oh, David sure. Boreanaz is yum. D- young David Boreanaz is super yum. I used to have some steamy dreams about David Boreanaz when I was nineteen. Oh yeah. Do you want fan fiction about him? I bet I could hunt it up for you. I would not. I you know uh, other than this book, I've never read fan fiction in my entire life because I am horrified by the thought of it, and I've heard, I've heard things. So, yeah, no, I'm stable. Well, yeah, you've heard lots of things. Uh-huh, yeah. Four hours of things. Yeah, I mean, I'm, this is my first fan. By, by the way, guys, this is on Audible. You can listen to this porn as given to you by Amazon. This is not fanfic in real life. Okay. I think that if this wasn't a, like a porn book, it does have some interesting things that I would love to see as an actual like proper book. If they would just stop fisting, everything would be fine and we could yeah. get, get on with this non-story. Okay. Yeah, we could have some, some actual story development. Do you think that there were interesting scenes in the book? There, there were some scenes that were definitely interesting. <laughs> they, those are the Everything. parts when I heard the word cock and I was like, wait, what? Oh, I think I zoned out for the last half hour. I got to go back. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we, we kind of joke about it being like basically an hour's worth of actual yeah. like plot stuff. There's almost just not enough to, yeah. it's to say that there's like a favorite in what it is. Like, I feel like this could be a fun show or something. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it has potential. Okay. Just, it needs to be altered. Yeah. Less fifty. I mean, that would be an interesting channel to put it on. <laughs> well, again, less less of the sex. 
No, put it. Put the sex in the show. The sex is the only good part of this entire uh, book. So you want it to be an HBO show? Yeah, or like, yeah, HBO is good. Although you can't really get as graphic as they are in HBO. Even I think I think maybe Playboy Channel. Is, is there still a Playboy Channel? I don't even know. Sure, I don't, I don't know. know. Wait, is, is that, that like a cable television thing? Is Hugh Hefner alive? No, did Hugh Hefner die? I don't even know. I have no idea. Hmm. Don't don't at me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care either. Uh, places you'd like to visit in the story. I would like to see the mansion. Yeah. Mansion did seem kind of cool. Her like fancy ass apartment with a bunch of gargoyles. Oh yeah, out. that was cool. New York in general with tons of gargoyles, apparently. Yeah. I'm totally. curious. Okay. What is your rating? How many dildos would you give this? I don't even know how to rate this. <laughs> rate, it, um, rate it as a book, rate it as porn, and rate it as fanfic. Go. Okay. 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 Let's see. So just as a book, as a thing with plot and story that moves forward, pretty fucking low, like a one. I'm giving it right? a 0. 0.5. There, there is in fact a plot. Actually, there's like four plots, and none of them are good. Well, they just, but also they just don't have enough time to resolve anything. But it's also not committing to being a short story. Yeah, I remember- it's trying to put the, enough plot to be a book without giving it enough space. There was not a need for her to make a four-hour book here. She could have made an eight-hour book. That would have been fine. She just opted out of it. So this is her fault. Yeah. Right. Or it could have been a highly simplified story. Like, yeah. this is just the story of them meeting in New York. And, yeah. like, they go to a cute bar and get to know each other. Like, and, yeah. but then they go have sex. Like, it could, it, you could still have a four hour story and it'd be a great four hour story. It's just that they, she tries to put all these plot points and yeah. doesn't give enough word space for them to happen. Yep. So, as a book, as a story, one. What do you give it as a Christmas book? I mean, it's a, it's a diehard of yeah, the sex okay. books. All right. As a porn. Um, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, the male thing was annoying. Mm-hmm. The the male, female, like, it was just, that was a little bit annoying. I also feel like it was, it's, it's a weird criticism to say that it's overly graphic. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm just so used to stories, even sexy stories, using a lot of very euphemistic language. Yep. Whereas I feel like she did a lot of repeat uses of like dick, very graphic arcs. And I'm like, come on, come on. You got to cool. branch out. Be yeah. creative here. Yeah. So <laughs> she, I, I don't know, like a three. She says whole a lot. And I'm like, wow. Oh, uh, that's no. No <laughs> one thinks of that as whole. <laughs> well, it depends on which hole. Um, so mm-hmm. I think I would also give it a three. All right. What do you give it as fanfic? As a fanfic, I would say it's pretty comparable to to most so maybe a four okay i don't read fanfic so i can't feels, read it. it feels about right would you give this book a reread no i'm good <laughs> i'm obviously who, the hell but also out. who rereads a like a sexy time novel would you recommend this book to a friend oh no okay not because it's like horrific more like i i don't go around recommending smut books to my friends I think if I if I had a friend who was like super into vampires and I was also being a, a jerk that day, I think I'd be like, hey, you should check this out and then wait for the phone call. What? <laughs> yeah. If there were other books in this series, which there are, would you want to read them? In part, I am curious to listen to more, but I think that while I might be willing to ris- listen to mm-hmm. the rest of the series, there's so many other things that I... Have, are so much higher on my priority list that I don't know I'd ever get to it. So it's not that I wouldn't ever, but eh, I, I have other books I'd rather read. 
I can't stress enough how much I hate this reader and how do, you haven't even mentioned the reader. Do you have any? Uh, he's fine. Okay. I violently hate this reader. This reader sounds like Christopher Walken robot. Like there is zero attention to punctuation in his voice and he sounds like a robot. I just cannot handle it. So yeah, no chance would I listen to more of these unless I was forced to for another Christmas episode and that is not happening. We're going to listen to something better. <laughs> You've already said that it has to I be. I was like, one. hey, there's all these like awesome Molly Harper books that we could be reading that are like super sexy werewolf books. And she's like, no, nah, we've already done a Molly Harper book. We're not doing that. Let's listen to this crabby vampire novel instead. I was like, ugh. Well, I, I didn't think I necessarily said this one in particular. I did say we need to find like a super trashy holiday supernatural book. That was the goal. And I, I think we succeeded. Did we? Did do you, you call this a success? Okay. I do. All right. That, that tells me a lot about you as a person. All right. Are you ready to play speed round? Sure. Let's do it. All right. If this book were made into a movie, what section of Pornhub would it be in? <laughs> Whatever the same section that Pirates movie was in. <laughs> okay. All right. Fa- like, fa- like fantasy it, porn. It, yeah. If you were to do this as a full length... <laughs> Four hour. Uh, movie. Uh, <laughs> making myself laugh sorry <laughs> she's saying <Yeah>, anyway <laughs> if you're to do it as a full full like porn movie uh-huh. there's gotta be like a like a cinematic category or something right there's like a fantasy category on porn oh maybe yeah sure yeah I can go there's there. also threesomes i don't know if there's vampires i'm not gonna look but anyway if this book were a sex toy what sex toy would it be dildo works well every sex scene involves at least one dildo shaped I'm like I certainly feel fucked by this (laughs) (laughs) if you had to choose a mate from the story which one would you choose oh huh I've never had you ask me a question about like having a person be like a romantic partner Mm -hmm. what an interesting thought I don't know like no matter which I pick I'm like yeah, Mr. Donner would not be down with that. You, d- you don't have to worry about him. It's a magical universe in which there is no Mr. Donner. It's a it's a universe in which there's just this background going on all the time. <laughs> Maybe Gideon? He seems like he's more fun mm-hmm. than Alistair. Alistair's kind of like angry old man. I mean, he's not, but like more stoic. Yeah. Right? Gideon's a little bit younger, a little bit more like with the times on his computer and shit. I mean, I'd pick Rihanna. She sounds like fun. She seems to she be does like, sound like a lot of fun. Hey, you want to go to Florida for a week and haunt my boyfriend? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I am straight as an arrow too, and I'd still pick her over those two guys. <laughs> I mean, I heavily considered. Yeah. I also thought like, hmm, Lilith, no, no, uh, Violet, absolutely, no, no. Carlos, no. <laughs> Julian might be fun. Oh, he seems really stuffy. Eh, we don't see very much of him. He's stuffy. <laughs> That's the author's fault. Okay, if you could change anything about this book, what would it be? I don't want to get just one thing. I want to get several things. Like You could say this actually, book. <laughs> I'd like it to be eight hours long, a proper book's length, and take out the sex scenes. Like, you know. I wouldn't they... be fine with alluding to the sex scenes. Like, and yeah, then yeah, no, the no. door closed. Let me rephrase. Not that they don't have sex. Right. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think it's like, it just takes up so much of the time. Yeah, yeah. That I'm like, well, maybe we could devote that to Christmas and plot. It's so, I don't need to know what whole things go in. Like, I really don't. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine if you just Just like, they they kiss and make out and things get hot and heavy and next morning. Right, yeah. You can, in fact, tell me about her heat if you need to, because, you know. (laughs) But anything after that, I'm out. All right, uh, and your traditional question. Three words to describe this book. Uh, Fisting. 
Fisting. It's the most angry. Uh, dick. That's also in there a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. More than it needs to be. So much um, more. They use the word dick all the time. Okay. Uh, and male. Male. <laughs> wow. This is an angry description. All right. This is why you should not listen to this book because it's about fisting, <laughs> dick, and male. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, if you're into that, if, if you want the cheesiest of cheese with zero plot line, okay, 0.5 plot line, and then a whole bunch of steamy vampire sex, vampire on gargoyles, vampire and vampire on gargoyles sex, then this is yeah. the book for you. Like, you might find it arousing. But... Although we, we also <laughs> already covered everything that happened. Yeah, we just told you the whole book. But, you know, it doesn't, you're not going to pay attention to the plot anyway. The things that we didn't tell you, the graphically described parts, may be the reason you're going. And if you're going for those... My thing about re- a reread, or not a reread, but a reading the rest of this book series is I refuse to pay another Audible credit for this crap. Mm, that is fair. This is garbage yeah. writing. Like, I am not even opposed, I, mean, I kind of am opposed to reading, like, straight porn. <laughs> like, I don't like, ro- it, this is a secret that nobody knows that you're all going to know because you listen to the Christmas special. But, like, when Morgan and I were discussing what kind of books we would want to read, I'm like, let's read genre books. And she's like, is there any genre of book you wouldn't read? And I'm like, can we not read romance books, please? And I even have, like, the Molly Harper books are, some of them are romance books. So I'm actually willing to read some romance books. They just also have to be urban fantasy. But, like, I'm not into romance books at all. But, man, this one. <laughs> this is You're not... the one that wanted to do a, like, trashy romance holiday. No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. I just wanted to read a holiday book. You said trashy. You you said trashy. Okay, that sounds like yeah. Me. I and I I really didn't sign up for poorly written porn. Like if you're gonna give me porn, fine, but give me well written porn. Like I want. Uh, but now it's tradition. It's tradition. It's tradition. I don't have to do it every year. We're not reading. I'm fine with reading other books. Just I'm not reading the rest of the series. But if you read it, sure. I would love a recap. Like you can you can read them, and we'll do a podcast where I go tell me what happened next, Morgan. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. Uh, or I can just go listen to my podcasts. And that's, yeah, that's, that's fine pretty too. much too. Do okay, they have porn okay. podcasts? That makes me wonder about that. They have to. They have to. Come on. I'd be incredibly surprised if they didn't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, as usual, um, I would like to wish you guys all a very fantastic holiday season, no matter what thing you celebrate and or don't. I mean, a happy end of 2020 to you is what mm-hmm. I really have to say. Happy New yeah. Year. We got through 2020 together as a squad and we will get through 2021 as well. Uh, if you're in the United States, we have a, a a very exciting celebration coming up in, you know, less than a month at this point. Yeah, so less I'm, than a month. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that part. And I would like to give you a little bit of homework, which is to uh, go ahead and you didn't read this. So you can't rate this book on your purchase platform, but you can rate this podcast if you'd like to. And you can follow us on Instagram at ladies who genre, all one word. Of course, we do have ladies ladieswhogenre.com, which will lead you to this podcast. Um, also, Morgan is going to leave you some excerpts after this exit song, which are the voice memos that I left her, which are live reactions to me reading this book. So I hope you enjoy. Enjoy. Morgan, this is quite possibly the worst thing I've ever listened to in my entire life. This is, like, it's so bad. It's so bad. All I can say is I'm eight minutes in. He said the word fisting three times. And he didn't actually mean fisting. He meant to make a fist. I have no words. 
I have no words for how bad this is. It's so bad. I'm here for awesomely bad. This is just really bad. Okay, I'm like three hours into listening to this, and I've only listened to 28 minutes. Because the reader sounds like a robot, so I keep like zoning out and having to go back. And like, I'll zone out for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then someone will say the word cock. And I will have to go back because I'm like, wait, what? Oh, crap, I haven't been listening. Ugh, it's so bad. Why does he keep calling everyone the male? Or the even the demon, I get, I guess. But like the male. Like literally he says, blah, blah, blah. He was talking to Alistair, blah, blah, blah. The male sat in the chair. Like, why does he call him the male? That is, this is the dumbest thing. Like, this is like your judge. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I think Gideon's in New York or something, and he's talking about how even though he's a vampire, the cold still bothers him. And I'm just like, let it go, Gideon. Let it go. <laughs> Oh my god, he's in the freaking city and there's gargoyles and stuff attacking him, I guess. But he's like, the female, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was really bad when it was the male one. But, like, when he's now saying, the f- let, like, the female let him go. I'm like, are you kidding me? Stop it. This is stupid. I totally can't even. <sighs> he's trying to get the girl to be his mate it's so bad and this reader is so this is the least sexy thing i've ever heard in my life okay so he's like yeah uh you're my mate and uh i want to bring you back to wherever florida of course it's fucking florida i want to bring you back to florida come meet my hot hot boyfriend and decide if you're part of our trifecta or not and she's like no and he's like why and she's like because you don't like gargoyles so if I were to come and be your mate forever and ever which I just found out about two seconds ago then yeah you'd have to accept me as a gargoyle like this is even an option like she just met him because he was a total freaking creeper and kind of a stalker like what is even going on I don't even understand Oh my god, she's going with him. Why would you do that? Hi, I just met you. You came and you tried to steal my book from me. But yeah, yeah, I think I'll go meet you and your your boyfriend, your hot, hot, sexy boyfriend to find out if we're mates for life. Let's go and party in Florida. Like, what? Okay, I am fine believing that there are vampires and gargoyles and like whatever else there are in this world. That this chick who has been treated like Let's just talk about patriarchy for a second. But, like, yeah, been treated like crap for, like, the moment that she got nabbed by him, which was, by the way, 10 minutes ago. She's like, yeah, I'll hop on a plane. Like, no! Oh, my freaking God. His superpower is that he can take people's clothes off with his mind. Are you kidding me? This is, like, some really crappy porno. Morgan, this is so bad. And I quote, and she had two hot ass vampires willing to give her whatever she wanted. What more could a girl ask for? Are you kidding me? Morgan! <laughs>